Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Welcome to Truest Blood, the official True Blood podcast. I'm Kristen Bauer. And I'm Deborah Ann Wool. And you've been invited in. I want to do bad things. On Truest Blood. Welcome back to Truest Blood, where we sink our fangs into the series episode by episode. So we want to say a special hello to our live audience here with us today. We are celebrating this week a second season of Truest Blood, and we're going to let you in all in on how that gets done. And this is a very special live recording of the podcast for Paley Fest, the Paley Center for All Media. Yes, thank you so much, Paley, for having us. And for this occasion, we have two very special guests with us. Yes, so to start, this is our fantastic producer, Gabby Gallo. And our editor, sound engineer, Christopher Wohl. Yes, that is my very talented younger brother. He couldn't be here with us today, but they are the heroes behind the scenes. They schedule and record all of our sessions. Then they edit our very lengthy interviews and all of our stutter-filled episodes into the tight and quippy content you hear each Monday. And then we have the woman who made it all happen. So so for those of you who hadn't heard the podcast, we have a tear tracker because I cry a lot. And we've got a poll today on how many times I'm going to cry because we're never in the same room together. Yeah. So this is so huge. All right, that's two. <laughs> so, I've already lost. Janina guessed zero. She's out of the race. <laughs> Gabby, two. Kristen, three, because she can't control it. I get I get four. I think I'm go over under. I'm going to win here. Uh, <laughs> it's too much. It's too much. So this is the woman who made it all happen. And she is more than a triple threat. She's a powerhouse. <laughs> She's an. She's. I can't even get through it. (laughs) So much. (laughs) Just read it off the page. Just do it. Okay. Okay. Right. Thank you. Paper. There's. She's an actor, a writer, a director, a producer, a dancer, a singer, a musician. How many threats are Are we? we Are we up to now? Yeah. But you will know her as the whip-smart, fiercely protective shapeshifter, Luna Garza, our executive producer, and dear, dear friend, Janina Gavanka. Hi. Hi, friends. Hi. So, Janina, we're going to put you on the spot and have you take us away. Oh, it would be my pleasure. Beware, folks. Spoilers ahead. This season on True Blood. In season two of True Blood, telepathic waitress Sookie Stackhouse and her vampire boyfriend Bill are recruited by Eric Northman to go to Dallas. His maker Godric has been missing for several days despite his age and experience. Now that is what worries me. If one such as he can be taken by humans, then none of us is safe. While investigating the Fellowship of the Sun Church, a Christian anti-vampire group run by Steve and Sarah Newlin, Sookie is kidnapped. But Bill, held captive by his maker Lorena, is unable to rush to her side. Turns out her brother Jason has been roped into the Newlands' web. Luckily, he sees the light and turns on them just in time. But the Fellowship retaliates, killing humans and vampires alike which convinces Godric to make the ultimate sacrifice, the true death. I apologize for all the harm I've caused, for all our lost ones, human and vampire. I will make amends. I swear. Meanwhile, in Bon Tom, love is in the air. Jessica and Hoyt make a love connection. 
Terry finally finds his match in Arlene. Sam falls hard for Daphne, the comely new waitress, and Tara only has eyes for newcomer eggs. But things quickly fall apart as Marianne weaves her magic on our lovebirds. Lafayette, released from the basement at Fantasia thanks to Suki, agrees to sell V under order from Eric and Pam. But when he sees what Marianne is up to, he and Letty May fight tooth and nail to save Tara from her grasp. I don't know what you is, but I'm feeling you. And you's a soulless bitch. <laughs> As the Dallas folks return to Bon Temps, things are chaos under Marianne's influence. In the end, only Sam, Sookie, and Bill can resist her pull. They convince her that her god has arrived. And Sam, in bull form, gores her through the heart. Eggs is distraught upon learning he committed Marianne's murders while under her trance and holds Andy at, night, at knife point. It's live. <laughs> Jason mistakes the situation and shoots, killing him. Tara, heartbroken, breaks down at Egg's side. Sam seeks out his adoptive parents and finally gets some information about his birth family, along with a dire warning about them. Meanwhile, Eric goes to see the glamorous vampire queens Sophie and Leclerc. It seems it was she that asked Eric to sell V. You may be the strongest, oldest vampire in my queendom, but if I wanted, I could own your fangs as earrings. Understand? Bill surprises Sookie with a romantic dinner and a marriage proposal. At first, she is unsure and excuses herself... But while waiting for her to return, Bill is wrapped in silver and dragged away. Sookie runs back in, having decided to say yes, only to find an empty chair and the table in shambles. <laughs> so this is usually where we do our episode highlights and we talk about our favorite moments from this particular episode. Um, so we're going to actually mix that up a little bit this time and start with Kristen, who's going to share her favorite scene to shoot on the show. It's so hard to pick one no, scene. It's I mean, impossible. It's, it's literally impossible. So I tried to think of something because we try not to give spoilers and we've done season one and we're in season two that's yeah. about to come out of this podcast. So I just decided to talk about the first thing that came to my mind, which was my first night on the show. And it was literally a night shoot. <laughs> and I had been in the Philippines. We had an actor's writer's drive. I think everybody struck. Yeah. So you had to go to another country to work. And I was over there for a while. On and another thing, not true on blood. On another thing, yes. not true blood. And... I was going to stay and see a little bit of the Philippines. And then I got this text that I had to be back because I got true blood. And I remember saying to my people, which one was, what's that one? Because <laughs> I read for it so long ago. It's and been months. Yeah. It's been months. <laughs> and, and, you know, she said HBO and vampires. I was like, oh, right, cool. Yeah, I like that one. <laughs> so then I fly eight billion hours and I'm, you know, 90 hours on a different time zone and I go straight to my fang fitting. Okay. <laughs> Only on True Blood. Only on True other Blood. vampire shows. And it was like going to the dentist because <laughs> yes. they made that mold. And then I went straight to my wardrobe fitting and they put me in a corset that went below my crease where your legs meet your body. So I couldn't sit that whole time. And then, but you were like, I look amazing. I was like, oh my god, it looks so good. <laughs> I will, corsets. I will wear this. Those corsets, you perfect the art of leaning. Totally, you find this way to lean in those very uncomfortable director chairs, yes. so that it stays. I perfected yeah. it that day. Going, I was so freaking tired, and I was like, oh, there's no way to sit. <laughs> and then I remember Alex was speaking Swedish. It was in the dialogue that he speaks Swedish, and I said. Are you speaking Cambodian? <laughs> and he goes, no. And I thought, I don't know if I'm going to like working with this guy. <laughs> and then, oh my gosh, I, Anna walked by and she said, oh, nice corset, don't eat. <laughs> and I didn't know. So at lunch, they unlaced me and I oh, ate. Oh, no. And then I fell asleep. Lunch was 2 a.m. And then 
they knock on my door, lace me back up, and I was like, ah, yes, shouldn't have eaten. And you're on Philippines time as well. So. I'm on Philippines time, and I don't know where I am. Yeah. I woke up, and I'm like, this is not the trailer that I have. I felt like a Doctor Who episode or something. And then I walk out into this alley, and they're showing me how I'm going to fly down the, the alley, but it's a board, a wooden board, where they've drilled wheels onto each corner with a rope to pull it and a rope to stop it. And they're explaining to me how Alex and I are going to ride this thing. And I hear Anna. I'm going to cry again. <laughs> Do you check her too? <laughs> because I heard her big laugh. Yeah. And I looked over at where the laugh was coming from. And she goes, you should see your face. Because <laughs> I was like, get me out of this chicken shit outfit. And... And we then proceeded to laugh and bond and freeze and not look like we were flying on that piece of wood the whole night. Stephen, Eric, Stephen, Alex, and Anna. Anna and I were bonded for seven years. That's so beautiful. Mm. Yeah, and a lot of nights were like that because this yeah. was, it was a really hard show to shoot. You know, yeah. you were pretty much cold all the time. And there were really tricky practical effects, and you're trying to sell your acting moments. <laughs> yeah. And so you needed your your team, right, to yes. be there with you. And, and luckily, we had such a strong team. We had yeah. such a strong team. We did, and that's why we're doing this podcast. Yeah. Endless stories. Endless Endless well, love. To yeah. that, Janina's going to tell us about one of her favorite scenes to watch oh, from the gosh. first uh, two seasons. From the first two. So my favorite is the song Jesus Asked Me Out Today. <laughs> because of the the actual work that it takes to execute that joke, right? So you think yeah. about that. You get a script, and one of the brilliant writers has written this joke. She sings the song Jesus Asked Me Out Today. But to actually pull that off and get that onto the screen— and we talk about this on the podcast, the actresses who had to come in and fight for that role all came in, sang a rendition that they made up crazy. Yeah, and, and they gave them lyrics or an idea, and then they had to sort of prepare their own version of like the song acapella. for audition. You walk into yeah. a room like this yeah. at noon. Yeah, but yeah. songwriting, like top lining, yeah. is an entirely other thing, guys, right? So, right? so all these artists came in and fought for that gig, and then they went into the studio, and then somebody arranged it, and they recorded the song, and then that had to be played, and then on the set, and then she had to lip sync to that. I mean, there's so much work that and follow-through and production that has to come to execute that joke. Yeah. And it's such a good joke. It's so <laughs> good. Well, that, that, I believe that episode was written by Brian Buckner. Oh, who texted you today? Who texted us today. He uh, did. Bucky. Yeah, so Bucky did a number of years on Friends. <laughs> so he's a, he's a joke he's master. He's a joke machine. But I think also when he came to True Blood, he was like, I'm excited to sort of yeah. expand beyond that. Yeah. I know. He and I both came from the sitcom world, yeah. and, and he really wrote great for Pam. Yeah, yeah, he he was he was good, and I think you know again that casting was so perfect because not only did she come up with a great version, but she mastered that like double teeth smile. Yeah, the pageant, <laughs> the baby pageant thing, kind of like yeah, you know I am I am she is all sex appeal, and you can't touch this no. <laughs> roll up in one. No, because of Jesus. Because of Jesus, she's but going Jesus, out. With she's Jesus. going out with Jesus. She, it makes no sense. <laughs> I don't know what I you mean. It makes it makes all the sense to me. I completely. Completely get it. I mean, it's like it <laughs> makes no sense. <laughs> it's such a good joke. It's, it's so good. Oh, I do love it. Um, so then, yeah, I mean, I, then I I will share a little bit about my favorite moment from making this podcast so far, and, mm. and there have been a lot. I mean, getting to reconnect with all these people has really been a tremendous highlight. And I think specifically also reconnecting with the two of you. Janine and I have stayed relatively close, but you and I, Kristen, I'm I'm fighting for that fourth tier is what I'm doing here. Um, so, it's there. It's sorry, there. I've already won here. Really. Well, if it goes over that, then you're screwed. So I don't know what well, you're doing. Why did you do either. this to yourself? I did it too early is what I, mean, I did. It's true. The problem. It's true. But no, but you know, we were texting the other day and I, I remember texting you and going, man, why did we wait so long to get this close? Because right. I think on the show... We had scenes that overlapped, but we didn't end up spending a lot of time doing deep right. scene work together. We didn't do deep scene work together. And and I think 
getting to work with Kristen now has just been such a pleasure. And as as different as we are, I think our hearts are very similar. And yeah. um, it's just been a, a really lovely experience. I know we're so lucky because, I mean, Janina knew. She knew everything. You know, she is the god of this world. And she too much. called me. <laughs> but also said, tell your friends. <laughs> and so she put this, you cast yeah. this and, and, but who knew that, you know, I'm an X-Files fan. So we make the joke that this is, we're Mulder and Scully, and Scully yeah. you know, and I'm like, I feel this. And she's like, prove it, <laughs> you know? So that really has yeah. been a wonderful compliment, but I didn't, I didn't, to- I mean, you taught me Sudoku, so I had a clue. <laughs> But <laughs> just how nobody quite understands the full depth of my nerd. Um, I do. <laughs> See, Janina knew. I taught Janina how to play Dungeons and Dragons, yes. so she knows the full depth of my yes. nerd. Yep, um, yeah, she knew. But it's a, another moment that was very, very special to me, you know, as it's been so wonderful to get to know people I didn't know as well on the show. Uh, we have Jim Perrick on this episode, this season, and uh, Jim played Hoyt Fortenberry on the show, and our characters had a long romance. And it was interesting because we were so close when we were doing those first few seasons, and when he left the show, we kind of lost contact, as you do. And he came back for a little bit later, but it never quite, you know, clicked again. And so to have him on, I was like, oh, man, you know, does he remember what it was like filming together? Because it was such a special experience working with Jim. I think we both love rehearsal. We both love deep conversation and and really making the most out of these scenes. We're both very, like, nerdy actor, theater student, you know, types. So I didn't know. I was like, maybe I'm remembering wrong. Maybe I've romanticized this thing. And so when he came on and we started to talk about that time to know that it was real, you know, to that, that he really felt the same way about those scenes and about that relationship and that everything that I was feeling in that moment um, was reciprocated. And, and it really, it kind of took a weight off my shoulders because I went, oh God, I, I wonder if Jim liked working with me or remembered or, you know, thinks of that. And so... To sort of go, oh, it was good, and it and it and it was for him as well. It was just a really lovely experience. Mm. That it's was a good a, episode. That was a very heartwarming. I mean, all of our interviews, there's, it's it's very, very, very moving, yeah. and so enlightening. I mean, I had no. It's crazy. I've been in this business for thirty years or something, and I had no idea how set designers do their thing yeah. or writers mm-hmm. do their thing. It's it's the most fascinating thing, and and the we all show up as professionals and just do our thing. But that interview was so interesting because I was just sitting there. We're on Zoom, <laughs> and I'm just sitting there watching the little box that's Deb and Jim, and they're just like connecting again. It was so beautiful. It was really fun. And, it was, and 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 it, and, it, and it, we we speak with Stephen Moyer this season as well. Oh. Bill Compton. Mm-hmm. Um, he's gonna, you know, he's our our first episode, and you know, I had a similar feeling with him because oh. obviously Bill, as my my maker and one of the people I worked with the most on that show. Uh, to be able to, you know, sit and reconnect with Stephen. That's that is the interesting thing about memories, though, right? There's like yeah. there's science on how the more that you pull a file of a memory, the more it changes, yeah. and that's one of the reasons why I wanted to call it truest blood because yeah. we're sitting together and going over the same these shared experiences, but together we can figure out how what the truest version of it is yeah. you know yeah. well and that even if even if let's yeah. say both Jim and I romanticized you know yeah. afterward what it was I do think the feeling remains true right. we yeah. might remember different details we might remember one of us remembers one thing another we remember something slightly differently but the the, the core essence that I had of feeling supported and connected and really falling in love with Hoyt and Jim in its own way mm-hmm. the, it was just nice to feel validated that 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 was real and right. It was true. And we do see that. We see a theme through we're talking to the guy who does the blood. We're talking to the writers, the producers, different actors. Godric, who was there from Mm -hmm. Denmark, flown Mm -hmm. in his first gig. He's He's, 19. Yeah, 17, 18 years old. Right? Playing a 3,000-year-old god. And And, and, you know, speaking Swedish, she doesn't speak Swedish in the first scenes. And it's got to be so strange. Right? So strange. So strange. And he's perfect. Yeah. And he's perfect. And 
And he's not, I mean, we know these people, so they're different than their characters, (laughs) right? Yeah. And um, each person, the theme is the same of our experience on the show. Mm. Yeah. It's been fascinating to hear from every single angle that that was what it was. Yeah. Lightning the, in a bottle. Well, yeah, that the the one <laughs> to five. thread that goes through every single one is how it changed their life and yeah. you know what was the really meaningful moment for them. Yeah, mm-hmm. we hear the word family a lot. A lot. Yeah. Mhm. Well, now for a quick bite. The vampire in literature. In 1816, the poet Lord Byron had a few friends over on a dark and stormy night. The group decided to read from a book of German ghost stories, and the atmosphere gave Byron an idea. They would have a contest. Each would write a scary story and see who wrote the best. John William Polidori, Byron's physician at the time, came up with The Vampire. Published in 1819, it is the first significant work of prose about vampires, making Polidori the proverbial father of the vampire in European literature. But his wasn't the only success to come from that prolific evening by Lake Geneva. A young woman by the name of Mary Shelley threw her hat into the ring and came out with Frankenstein, the modern Prometheus. By 1897, we had Bram Stoker's Dracula and Nosferatu. And almost 80 years later, Anne Rice writes Interview with a Vampire, reigniting our love affair with bloodsuckers. (laughs) In the latter half of the 20th century and into the 21st, there is a boom of vampire stories in American culture. Dark Shadows, Salem's Lot, The Fledgling, and A Phoenix Must Burn are just a few that are well worth the read. The vampire genre often crosses over with detective mysteries, erotica, and, of course, young adult. It's. (laughs) Yeah, there's a joke in there. There's a joke in there. Should I tell everyone? Just tell them. Just tell them. So we were, Deb and I were talking on the phone about how we have an age difference and, and she's young and has lots of energy. And she was like, no, 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 that's not true. You're like me and blah, blah. And so we're going through the script and I go, what's YA? And she goes, young adult. I'm like, and then, uh-huh. And then we decided the best thing in the world would be if Kristen read this as detective mystery erotica. And of course, yeah. <laughs> but now we shall keep going. Um, it's in these genre fusions that we see Anita Blake, Vampire Hunter, Twilight, and of course, Charlene Harris's The Southern Vampire Mysteries. And not to miss an old favorite of mine, Bunicula. <laughs> And now for our deep dive, how to make a podcast. (laughs) Or at the very least, how we make this one. (laughs) But first of all, Banicula. Banicula, can we discuss? I got to go back because when I, uh, Banicula, I tried to say it out loud and then I immediately thought of that stuff, the peppermint you spray in your mouth before you do a kissing scene. (laughs) Banaka. Yeah. I was singing a funiculi, funicula, funiculi, oh, funicula. That's what I thought of. No idea. Okay, cool. Great. Great. Cool. <laughs> I'm with you. Okay, thanks. <laughs> but yes, no, Vanicula was the vampire bunny book for children. Oh my gosh. My family did not have that one. You did Deb. not have that one? Vanicula? No. Okay, again, nerd girl here. Deb's parents are here my, today my folks by are the in the way. audience yes i'm i'm from new york so this is my hometown, hometown. i grew up in brooklyn so yeah yeah. yeah it's nice to be home <laughs> <laughs> but yeah we wanted to talk a little bit about how we make this podcast mm-hmm. and and what goes into this because it's been a crazy learning experience but it all kind of started with yeah you. i was in yellow springs ohio and i listened to more podcasts than i watched television because I have ADHD and I like to have two things going on in my brain at all times. And I was listening to a look back podcast and I was like, why am I not doing this for every show I've been on with all of my friends? Why am I not doing that immediately? But the most obvious one would be True Blood. And so then I thought the next question was like, well, who's perfect? Because I'm also a snob. Okay, um, and it's a good thing to be as a producer. I well, sure, but just I'm just sort of like, yeah, but who's actually going to 
put this on their shoulders and do the work because this is a lot of work, yeah. right? Yeah. So I thought about it and I called Kristen and I was like, first of all, I pitched it to you. I was like, this is something that I, I feel like you would be perfect for this because you are such an open heart and every guest who comes on will just be absolutely welcomed. Mm. And is this something you'd be into? Do you remember that conversation? Oh yeah. And I remember the biggest, the first clue that we were Mulder and Scully because you said, you know, never, I don't listen to podcasts. I don't know what you're talking about. And you said, do you want to do true blood podcast? You know, this is also during COVID, right? So right. we're completely yeah. isolated. Yeah. And I went, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then we called Deb and she was like, I have a lot of questions. <laughs> but I knew you wouldn't. I was like, I ask them all. To basically talk them out of hiring me. Yeah. yeah. And she was like, was How? Like, you're wrong. You're she wrong. went through this a is why billion different questions. And I was sitting there thinking, that's a very good question. I should have asked that. <laughs> wow, that's another really, yeah, how are we going to do but that? But all of those questions are exactly why you are perfect. Mm. Because totally. Because you are inquisitive, you're curious, and you want, and you take working on anything seriously. Yes, I, I'm a card-carrying overachiever. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. you had you had limits. You were like, I can do this, but I can't do that. Yeah. I don't want to be part of the pitching, blah blah blah. And I'm like, well, yeah, ditto. You know, I did, I had nothing. Remember, I just went cool. Let's call Deb. Yeah, yeah. And then I, I mean, I just kind of knew that we were just going to go to HBO and just make it happen. I was like, no, I'm just going to call them. They can say no, but yeah. they're not going to say no. They're here, by the way. Yes. So say hello to everybody. Our bosses. Yeah. <laughs> well, again, another thread with all of our interviews is how HBO. spectacular HBO was. They've had our backs yeah. and yeah. they're also snobs. So yeah. that's good. You it know? is great. Yeah. I mean, I've worked for, I think, I feel like every network, including even Facebook networks that aren't networks, and holy moly, is yeah. it different at HBO? Yeah, yeah. And and I like, one of you guys is like, you're really going to just like walk in there and just pitch them their own show? <laughs> pitch your own show back to them. Yeah, yeah and I was like, yeah, I'm going to do that. Because the truth is. And Deb and I are terrified. I <laughs> but the thing is, and everybody who's listening and everybody who's here right now, there are a lot of shows like this, mm -hmm. right? This is about to be a very oversaturated kind of show. Yeah. I've listened to many of them. The value of the show lies in your memories and your relationships. That is the value of the show. And then past that, it's whether or not you're willing to do the work to think about the art and the artists that made the thing. Mm -hmm. What you're not doing is going... Wait, do you like remember that day? Like, I don't know, like ate the sandwich and it was just like, oh, just like, hold on a second. That's my front door. Like you're, you are right. talking about the writing. You are talking yeah. about the themes. You guys are going very deeply into what made this show hold up. Yeah. yeah, we sort of so I, I end up doing kind of the the outline breakdown and Kristen prepares the interviews. And so as it came to the outline breakdown, I went, I, you know what I want out of a podcast? I want the inside baseball. I want to really know how do these things get made? What is the work that it takes to make a big hit show like True Blood? Um, you know, what are the stories from behind the scenes that are, are salacious and sexy and fun, but are also the stuff that the other interviews didn't ask that person, mm -hmm. right? Right. So, you know, for me, it was kind of like, can we really get granular? Can we get really specific? Mm -hmm. um, and that's why it was really fun in that first episode to just talk about making a pilot, because even right from the beginning, that is a real mystery and not something that I think we expose very much. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, so that's been a real pleasure. Side mm -hmm. note, I really did try to not have you guys do that. I've tried. <laughs> I was thinking, well, when I'm putting this team together, I'm just going to get a researcher and a writer and a, you know, like I, I was thinking I was going to build the show that way. So then you right. guys just needed to sit in right, your chairs. Right, right. But that is not who you are no. as people. Right. And, and the show was so much better right. for it. You and know? we're there. Like we yeah. were there. Yeah. Right. So. It would be hard 
it would be that would be almost impossible. When I when in I, a way, although I appreciate you saving yes. us effort, <laughs> trying, trying, trying. Us <laughs> right? So I, I like that it has our stamp on it, right? I, yeah. So like, like one thing I do when I'm writing the recaps and I'm writing the quick bites is like I'm looking up Southern euphemisms and sayings, <laughs> yeah. and I, you know, we're we're doing this kind of research to make it feel like True Blood and yeah. like mm-hmm. us. And I don't know if bringing in an outside writer, you would get that same kind of, you know, feel for it. I know. Well, then you tease me about my list of superlatives. I love that list. (laughs) Yeah, because I keep saying, it's amazing. It's It's so amazing. Wow. And uh, and so (laughs) Deb very... person's amazing. So amazing. And so so in my inbox is a list of superlatives that that you can use besides amazing. I'm like, right, right. Thank you. I mean, I for me too as I'm writing things because we just want to be like, oh my God, Stephen Moyer's so amazing. I know, (laughs) but he's also remarkable and exceptional and talented, (laughs) fascinating. Yeah. Oh my God, I wish we had that list. It's so good. We're gonna we'll tweet it out. We'll make sure you guys will tweet it. Tweet it. It's good. Like if you're writing your college essays or like a job, like interview or something, have it you know in your back pocket. But it's great because one of the things you said when we were setting the tone and things that we were and weren't going to do on the show, you said. I don't want to be hyperbolic. I don't want to just yeah. say, oh, that person's so great. If they weren't. Yeah. And I'm not going to say, oh my God, it was like such a great time when it was very hard and complicated yes. and it, mm-hmm. hard. Yes. Mm-hmm. Hard. Yes. So um, I just think that you guys have been really honest and I think that's also really refreshing to your guests <laughs> because they're like, oh, we're going to talk about the real, real? Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. You know, because mm-hmm. um, that's well, not what your task with doing mostly when you're sitting in a guest seat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and also, you know, also though, to, to point out, this is a show where being real real is a little bit easier because mm-hmm. it was such a good group of people. Yeah. <laughs> there aren't it people is. to throw under the bus, which is good. And we're not going to have mom. Like the people yeah. that we would want to throw, throw under, under the bus, bus we won't ask. They'll just be missing from yeah. the it's podcast. True. You'll it's have true. to like work backwards and go, wait, who wasn't <laughs> there this yeah. year? Yeah. 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 But but I think that is that does help us. We can we can be it's very a kind. Short list. Our no list was very very. So our short list is like short. I think three people. Yeah, I think That's so. It. Yeah, we'll never say who. No. That's the only place we. But but we'll be real about not saying. Yeah <laughs> yeah. But, but you're right. It's, no, I feel bad for the poor suckers who were like, I'm just too busy. I really want to be. Yeah, on the show no, no, there's, and there's not plenty. The there's plenty of those people too. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, you're right. I mean, listen, like this, the, making True Blood, being a part of True Blood in even my smallest way, it was a group of adults who were, we were in clearly in a safe place. Yeah. Like, listen, like my company is called Safe Haven. Okay. Like that is the ethos of what I am trying to put into the world. So we as artists can take risks together (laughs) and push ourselves and go to places that you don't feel comfortable going in, in a lot of, this industry, yeah. right? The I industrial know. complex of entertainment. So, well, and even co- going into the interviews, then you know, one thing that was important to us that the, is that they be edited. Mm-hmm. We want people to be able to come in and speak very frankly about their experience on this show, and then promise them that they will get to say if they want to take something out that we're going to edit it so that mm-hmm. we can be honest. But, of course, not throw anyone under the bus or say something. Just be safe. And be safe. And I don't think one guest afterwards, we've asked everyone, I think every guest has said, no, I didn't say anything. That's the, I'm going to cry again. No. I mean, I guess I'm over. I should have said like 10. You should have. You should have gone real high. I said three. Like, I just met myself this morning. (laughs) But, you know, it really, the interviews are so fascinating. Mm. For one... I Google my friends, which the I've never done. You do right, it's so intense. It's like, like six pages. I'm like, oh my god, you play concert piano. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> how did I not know this? From the, it's fascinating. Yeah. And then we reconnect and we laugh, and that is what I miss so yeah. much: is laughing. We laughed on that show. I mean, you were so. A, everyone was, you know, wonderful. I mean, one of the guests this year, was it Anna Camp or somebody said, everyone was weird, (laughs) right? Every single prop guy, you know, of course, that's the first that comes to mind with it. There's too long to tell that story. (laughs) It's in the podcast. But 
everyone was weird and so wonderful. And welcoming. That was really yeah. like, bring me your weird. Yes. You know? Bring me yes. your weird, mm-hmm. right? And the professional weirdos mm-hmm. all got together. And like 300 people it took to make those episodes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we shot those episodes for three weeks. We would do, or more, we would do 21-day episodes, 25-day episodes. This has never happened before. Most hour-long television shows are shot in eight to ten days. Yep. Yeah. And they're shot on digital, and we were shooting on film. We Crazy. were doing a Crazy. movie. Every episode yeah. was a movie. For seven years, we made a movie every episode. <sighs> <Yeah>. Dreams. <laughs> dreams. <laughs> It'll never happen again. You don't know that. You don't know that. True. We HBO. have HBO. We still Janina. have HBO. If anyone can make it happen, Janina will mm, make I'm it happen. I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. <laughs> I can see the wheels spinning. I am already like, I don't need to shoot this on film. I can add grain later. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. That's but what they did. Season seven. That's true. Yeah. So we hope that, you know, we thank the people who are listening to the podcast and writing us great reviews yeah. because we would love to do this through the whole seven years. Yeah. yeah. And, and the reason that we're here is because yeah. of the fans. Yeah, the fans. There's also, of course, all the post-production stuff, right? Yeah. So in yeah. the so we have a great team. We have Deb's brother who does all of our audio. We have Gabby, who keeps everything on the rails. Big time. I went to my friend Timo Chen to make this sound bank of all those little clips you hear in between things. Those are all made by Timo. And then, but we were like, but how do we open it? Like, we can't do this without... Oh, no, 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 no. Like, how are we going to do that? How are we going to do that? And I was even, like, talking to HBO, like, there's no way that we're going to get... I'm just going to call Jace. So I called Jace Everett, the the man behind the song that makes the show. He didn't just say yes. He re-recorded it and yep. then said the title, Truest Blood, at the end. Like, who is this man? For just free. For free. Down in Nashville, this man. He called his buddies over and yeah. they just, like, played it in his dope-ass studio. And then came and spoke with us for a fascinating interview in our first season I mean, just one of the nicest guys. So lucky. So lucky. But this is also like the glue of the show in all of our lives. Yeah. I mean, no one has said no. They've all been, if they can't, it's just because they're busy. But again, it's that feeling. Yeah. Everyone wants to relive what the experience was like on the show. And we have three through seven that still aren't greenlit. So HBO's here today. If you guys just want to really, yeah, you're sitting right yeah. there. They have they have lanyards on. Just they check like, them. They like coffee. They like chocolate. Because everyone likes coffee and chocolate, right? And they love peer pressure. So. Yeah, Gabby, what's it been like for you coming into this crazy family? Well, it's. Amazing, because I'm watching it for the first time along with you guys. Right. We met That's in right. real life. I know. Today. 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 We met Gabby. Today. Yeah, yeah. I've never gotten to be with her in person. <laughs> but it's it's crazy, because watching it now as a new fan, I get to listen to these amazing interviews, but then I also have the job of trying to whittle them down. So, oh my God. for example, our Stephen Moyer episode... Our interview was three hours long. <laughs> and He's a yarn spinner. Yes, he, he is. And I've only watched him on the show. So when he first came on, I realized he had a British accent. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. But then I had to have the task of whittling that down. So it's been amazing trying to trying to do that. That is the hardest part of my job is just putting yeah. these interviews shorter. But it's amazing to get the opportunity to do that with you guys. I think you have a, a save for later file. Though, yes, yeah. yes. So there's a lot of things that we talk about that we can't spoil. So we do clip those and we're going to put them in our future seasons that we will have. Yes. <laughs> Once you peer pressure HBO. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Gabby. Seriously, for, for everything. Yeah, yeah for Gabby, everything. you're amazing. She's a rock and star. Christopher's not in C2 yeah. here, but he doesn't. He's my highly overqualified younger brother. He, he t- teaches audio. He does it for movies. He does So he very generously. We say nepotism work poorly for him. And <laughs> it's, it's funny because I actually, when I called him, I was like, this is something you would want to do. It's very <laughs> below your capability and stature. And he was like, I just always wanted to work with my sister. Yeah, it's really, I get to hop on a call with my brother like a couple times a week. You hear that, Walls? You hear that? You made two good ones, two for two. Yeah. Um, but yeah, why don't we move on to Nina? Okay. Yeah. Now, normally we would do an interview with a member of the cast, crew, or production team right now, but we thought today we'd turn the interview over to all of you out 
there. So we asked our Trubies online. Let's first see if our live audience might have some burning questions. One or two. Let's see what's on your mind. What's your name? Um, my name is Rosie. I'm from Staten Island. Hi, and Rosie. I'm Welcome. excited to be here. I'm a big fan of the show. Um, so I'm curious if anybody knows what Tara Buck is up to, the actress who played Ginger, because <laughs> she was kind of a scream and stole every scene that she was in. Excellent and it would be pun, great. First if, of all. Very yeah, well, well played. Um, so it'd be great if she was on one of the podcasts. So anybody know what she's doing these days? We're actually all really close friends with her. She yeah. will be on the podcast. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, oh, I see her regularly. Yeah. She's got an adorable dog. She hikes a lot. And uh, she just went to Vietnam to help mm-hmm. Animals Asia save moon bears. Her, her husband did a cover of my husband and my song for our wedding. Oh, he's, a, he's an incredible musician. He did this beautiful acoustic number of Smother Me, which is our song. Oh, my God. I used. Um, so, yeah, so we're in class. Con- it's more that we we're kind of trying to schedule people when they'll have a lot to talk about. So, yeah. you know, uh, Ginger, while she's showcased tremendously, has so much coming up that we want to kind of grab her when she can talk about it. Oh, my God, I love her. Yeah. You know, that scream, that scream. <laughs> we, that scream, they kept bringing her back. Yep. And I have so... I remember a scene, and I don't know what season, where Alex couldn't look at her he, because she oh. was so funny. <laughs> so she's here, and he's doing the scene like this. <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> Couldn't look at her. She's so brilliant and yeah. so funny and so wonderful. She's working on a bunch of stuff acting wise. I'm not yeah. sure what it is, but yeah, she's she's wonderful. Uh, thank you. And I'm sitting next to HBO, so I second the motion on the reboot. <laughs> that's right. That's right. You see that eye we contact? Really that's good eye contact. Yeah, no, no, thank we put you. you on the spot. That's right. Yes. I don't apologize for that either. <laughs> another question out there. Anyone? Have, any other question? Oh yeah. yeah here we go. Here we go. Great. Hey there, I'm Jason Las Vegas. Hey, Jason. Welcome. Uh, This question is for Kristen. Uh, Pam's velour outfits. Did you uh, (laughs) like wearing those? And do you have a favorite, maybe? So funny. I don't know if you saw me post that this week. Did you see that? I didn't see. So I posted on Instagram because Audrey Fisher, the costume designer... She, oh, we can't wait to talk to her. We're thinking season three. So. Yeah, because she really made Pam, yeah. right? I mean, what was Pam without the, the clothing? Nothing. Um, so she sent me a picture that was from Reddit where it was like six of those velour outfits and you had to pick which one you liked or something. <laughs> and um, yeah, I loved those because they were so, because I was in corsets or those. Right. And they were so comfortable. They ended up being juicy sweats very often. Which you're back in, by the way. Are, did they ever go out? <laughs> <laughs> no one told me that. <laughs> All these years I've been still wearing them. <laughs> so I didn't get to keep any of them. But I loved them. And also, um, I just remember in there was that ye- that awful yellow where I, you know, I, I make, I wear when I get yes. buried with Tara that I, when I make her. Like the Walmart yeah. version. The yeah. Walmart, mm-hmm. that's what it was. The little embroidered right, flowers. Right, right, yeah. right. I'm trying to think of what that line was, but if that's the not disdain. a demonstration of yeah. team spirit, I don't know. I'm wearing a Walmart <laughs> sweatsuit for y'all. Um, that was in there. And I just remember loving it because I could wear long underwear underneath yeah, because it yeah. was so freaking cold where we filmed. Yeah. But <sighs> yes, comfortable. Thanks. Hello, my name's Andres from Queens. Hi. Hi, Andres. I was wondering, how long did it take for all of you to master reading your lines while wearing fangs? Especially Deborah had to do a southern accent. Oh, God. Well, it's been 15 years, and I still have not mastered it. <laughs> so in the first season, I think, of this podcast, Kristen and I had a little competition. We had a fang off. We had a fang off. We put our fangs in and tried to talk. I lost. It's hard. Well, here's the thing, though. My fang, I have big teeth. <laughs> So my fangs are very big. So trying to learn how to speak with those in. But it kind of works for Jessica because Jessica's, you know, a bit of a dork and she's a newer vampire. And so so every time I see myself with those fangs in, I go, wow. You were good. She looks gangly. Like they look like gangly teeth. You know? I know it's like she hasn't cute. grown into them yet. But you, the, the truth is that she's too kind to say is that she and Steven were great at talking in the fangs. And there were other people who were good. I was the worst. Anna would love to walk over to me. So our our favorite one, though, is first season, your line to Jason. It came out, well, in my defense, 
I showed up on the set and Alex was leaving and he said, hey, I wore the fangs for the first time today. And I said, oh, is it easy to talk in them? And he went, no. <laughs> and so he said, I'd practice. So I went to wardrobe to makeup and I said, hey, are my fangs here? Did they show up? And they were very expensive to make. So they held on to them. Mm -hmm. You didn't get to touch mm -hmm. them or, or hold, you know, take them home or anything. So they brought them in and I put them in just for them to match the color to my teeth for two seconds. I'm like, holy shit, they're huge. Yes. And then they took them back. And I'm like, oh, I'm in trouble. And then I got to the set and I kept asking, can I, are my fangs here? And no, we got to shoot, we got to shoot. So then Jason comes to Fantasia, and I have to say, you're nothing like your sister. When I have the oh, fangs the and S's. There's nothing like your sister. Nothing like your sister. S's. That's yeah. what happened. And THs. And THs. It's probably a Bucky episode, and he did it on purpose. Oh, no. I just remember. Um, I thought it was, you were certainly nothing like your sister, but maybe it I'm wrong. It probably was. I thought there was a certainly in there. Because they, they did the, we did the dialogue. Maybe they cut the third They kept rolling. They probably cut it. <laughs> and then they said, okay, Fang's coming in. And I'm like, oh, we're still rolling? How's this work? And they handed him to me and said, put him in your mouth. We're just going to do the, the line again. And I went, oh, okay. And then I also didn't know how to Fang out. I didn't hadn't practice that at home. So you have to do something. <laughs> right. Right. And you feel stupid. So... <laughs> So I did something really, really, really subtle, which ended up being Pam's cool thing. But it was just that I was embarrassed. <laughs> and then I said, my coolest, you're nothing like your sister. And I just heard laughing. Oh, no. The whole set burst out laughing. And they said, I'll let her practice. Yeah. I did it. No. You said, I've been trying to practice. And I was like, okay. And then, and then again, I practiced and practiced. And then you're nothing like your sister. And they went, all right, we'll, we'll loop it. So I did all of my lines over in ADR. Oh, oh my gosh. Even later seasons? You must have gotten better at it. So it did. <laughs> Youch. Oh, dear. Youch. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. You know where I, I saw the other day when I, hopefully there's no other kids in here, boy, cover their ears. Because <laughs> there is a line where I say, if you don't bring that witch to me, I will personally eat, F, and kill all three of you. Right. And I did not loop that because I was like, okay. <laughs> I never looped it. But you know what? I asked Moyer, mm -hmm. how do you do it? Mm -hmm. I asked both of mm -hmm. you, how do you do it? Yeah. And you said you just have to take the pain yeah. because they do cut into your bottom lip. So for and seven years, calluses yeah. here, little cuts on yeah. the bottom of your lips. So, yeah, unfortunately, the only way around it is to just let them hit you. Let them dig in. Let it go. And then you sound semi-normal. And then you just look like you have really plumped up. Yes, that's true. Bottom that, lips uh, for seven years. Just what I need. <laughs> microdermabrasion in <laughs> yeah, two little yeah, spots. Yeah, yeah. I have a question. Do you guys remember ADRing? Um, yes. The, the swear words out. Yes. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, I have a good one for that. <laughs> We'll, we'll, we'll finish with this because okay, I okay. think we're at our end of okay, time. Okay, okay, okay. But yes, yeah, so um, this was back in the day when they used to like play True Blood on like airplanes or yeah, something or like just, that. I was like, where is this going to go where we have to do the the? I mean, yeah, they're gonna, you're going to edit everything out of this show. It's going to be, you know, 15 minutes long by the time you're done with it. But we would have to go and do the, the clean lines that they would then dub in over our own. And I, again, children, I hope are not present. My, I had a line, I think I'm pulling a body or something like that. And I just go, shit, fuck, shit, fuck, shit, fuck. Which they then had me go, shoot, fudge, shoot, fudge, shoot, fudge. No. <laughs> Which just does not sound even correct. And you can't say it fast either. No. Shoot, fudge, shoot, fudge. Yeah, it's very strange. I had to do all of them for Pam, yeah. too. Which is like, gives me no lines, right? Oh my gosh, right. I will personally eat, tickle, and kill all of them. <laughs> and it was, sometimes I think Alexander Wu, one of our writers, said that they, because they would write the, the, the clean lines. Yeah. And he said, sometimes we would try to come up with just the most strange and silly well, I ones. I think by season six, they were like, this is never going to be yeah. syndicated. What are we talking so about? So somewhere there's a, a file of us doing the most ridiculous it's clean so versions good. of our lines. Well, maybe if somebody has it. Maybe we'll Bruce does or somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I started doing this this season of the podcast. 
And I ask each interviewer, we usually don't give them time to, we don't tell them in advance. So when they think of their experience on the show, so it would go like, Deb, when you think of your experience Mm -hmm. on the show, are there three words that come to mind? Oh, wow. Mm, That's really hard. (laughs) That's always what we get. Um, But because I had some time to think about it, um, I went with growth, Mm. um, sticky, Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's great, and hugs. So I think, you know, I was really young doing the show and I was playing someone young. So it kept me in kind of a suspended animation, I think, for seven years. And I think I I learned a lot over those seven years, both as a professional and as a person. Yes. And then blood is sticky, sweat is sticky, <laughs> makeup is sticky. Yeah. Um, I always felt kind of constantly sticky while doing yeah, this we show. Sticky. And then hugs, because I, I do think we had a number of exceptional huggers on this show. Stephen Moyer is a ridiculously wonderful hugger. Um, I yeah. could I could almost always count on him for the greatest, warmest hug. Shit. All right, Kristen. Uh, well, Janina. What? No, you go. Uh, okay. Kristen, uh, when you think of your experience, well, let me tell you something, Kristen. Um, so I, I chose love, laughter, and artistry. <laughs> Gaffy's dying in the corner. Funny, laughing. but it's also it's sad, but also funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's so sad and funny. What are your three words, darling? Freezing. Yes. Yes. My first. Shifter gets to own that one. Yeah. We were naked the whole time. Um, So I win that one. Oh my God. My first day on set was like, we're just going to lay out in this cold. And I remember somebody walked by. We just realized it would be. Sam and I realized it's just better if we just lay here while they reset and somebody walked by and the the, the ground crunched and I was like, yeah. what is it? No, it had frozen over. Yeah. yeah. Um, 19 degrees out there. Yeah. Naked, just like post coil Oh no, I'm just so uh, terrifying. Um, then I would say courageous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because everybody top yeah. down yeah. found courage to write some really universal truths yeah in this show and that's why it still lasts yeah um, and we all had to find courage to pull off those ideas yeah and then the last one is wholesome Aww. because i mean that's why there's a podcast well and i, I love know? that you know i don't know if anyone would ever describe true blood as wholesome yeah, that's but, our it is. but the experience really? being on it felt yeah. wholesome yeah yeah and i think they're so safe there is there is a wholesomeness to the community of Bon Tom that's mm-hmm. that is ravaged by many things, but yeah. there there is so much love in that tiny little town, and that's why everybody wanted to hang out there every week. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Uh. Thank you all here for being Thank with us today. Yes. Thank you, everybody. Thank you Thank for you. listening to this extra special episode of Truest Blood. You are all Trubies in our hearts. And again, a huge shout out to the Paley Center for All Media for inviting us in and supporting this live episode. So subscribe and follow wherever you listen to your podcasts. And we'll see you next week. Y'all come back now, you here. <laughs> Blood is produced by Safe Haven for HBO Max. Executive producers are Janina Gavankar, Kristen Bauer, and Deborah Ann Wool. Our producer is Gabrielle Garon, and our audio producer is Christopher Wool. Our theme song was recorded just for this podcast by Jace Everett. Additional music was composed by Timo Chen. And remember, you can watch all of the original episodes of True Blood on HBO Max. Hacks is coming back, and so is the official Hacks podcast. With us, your hosts. I'm Paul W. Downs. I'm Jen Statsky. And I'm Lucia Aniello. We're the creators and showrunners. Each week on the podcast, we'll break down the new episodes. 
We'll also have special guests, cast and crew from the show like Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart. Hack Season 3 is available to stream now on Max. Be sure to listen wherever you get your podcasts or listen directly on Max.